The following podcast contains true stories of sex, kink, gender, or body image. Thanks for being a consenting adult, because here we go. All of my life, I've never fit, but I won't complain and I won't quit. I am enormous, get used to it. Everyone tells me I'm too much. Maybe it's just you're not enough for me. Can't you see? I'm the kind of woman I'm supposed to be. Hi there, and welcome to the Body Storytelling Podcast. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie Delatour, and this week we have a story from performer, storyteller, educatrix, executive pervert, librettist, and muse, Milena Williams Haas. How's your week going? Well, I am back from Podcast Movement, my first huge conference since COVID. And I was very nervous about it because people in Dallas, and I figured in Dallas, they probably are not taking COVID as seriously as places that I spend a lot of time in. (laughs) And I was right about that. Very, very few masks. I wore a mask the entire time, and I'm happy to say I didn't get COVID. I'm pretty happy about that. But 3,000 people, in a hotel slash conference. Um, I was pretty nervous about that. And it was, you know, to go from spending a lot of time by yourself to being around that many people was overwhelming. I went to a number of events, a number of panels, and I learned a lot. And I went to lunches and I got to spend a good deal of time with the people from Pleasure Podcasts, which is the collective that I belong to, all sex positive podcasts. You're going to get to hear an ad for a retreat later on in this podcast from Sluts and Scholars podcaster Nicole Heidegger. She's um, part of Pleasure Podcast. Love her. And it was good to kind of bond with people that I only see long distance. They're all in other cities. I'm the only one in San Francisco. We got to talk about what we love about podcasting, what we love about sex positive life, and we got to know each other on deeper levels. And I learned that I'm a little bit more of an introvert than I thought I was. The thing about conferences is everybody is selling themselves. And I'm not talking about the people in, you know, pleasure podcasts, but I'm talking about everybody was coming at you so hard. It just felt overwhelming. They had just a few seconds to capture your attention. So they just wanted to bark at you. And I found myself exhausted really quickly when I was out on the floor, when I was at the expo, when I was listening to the panels. And really the only time I ever felt like I relaxed and I enjoyed myself was the panels with the storytellers. No big shock there. And 
I spoke on a panel, and I was very nervous about that. And we talked about what we were going to say because we had to be very concise. We only had a short amount of time. And um, I spontaneously said, would it be okay if I told a story? And they looked at me surprised because that wasn't the plan. But they said, okay. So I told a story. Uh, And it was called The Bedside Drawer. And I kind of synopsized the story of a man who was madly in love with his wife and how he was shamed about the vibrator in his bedside drawer and how it was a talisman for something. It was really about the deeper meaning of things, not just being about a vibrator or this titillating thing. It was about, listen to the story. Go back and listen to the story in the archives. You'll hear a much better version than the paraphrasing I'm doing now. But I felt good about using story to try and explain something. And I felt like the people in the room got it. And everybody really seemed to like what we were trying to get across, even though we were the very last. We were one of the very last panels. Um, And we also did a sex positive meetup. That was great. It was just so nice to be in a room with people who don't shut down. It was really great to talk about something as important as sex positivity on the main stage at the largest podcast conference in the world. It was nice to create a sex positive meetup where people could come together and talk about it. And there were people there. It wasn't just people who, you know, are huge organizations. There was people like us. And that felt nice to find your people, even at huge events like this. It makes you feel a little less alone. And on the very last day, when I was getting ready to go home, uh, my friend Lila of Horizontal with Lila had just announced that she'd just gotten a deal to do a sex podcast with Spotify. It's called Positively Sex. And she called me and said, what time do you check out? I want you to tell a story for Positively Sex. (laughs) I said, okay, well, uh, I don't have one at the ready. And she goes, I want you to talk about your first time. And I'm like, my first time? And she goes, about a non-sex, non-PV, you know, penis, vagina, first time. I'm coming to your room right now. No warning whatsoever. (laughs) And so we plopped down on my bed and we recorded a story. And it wasn't really about sex. And it wasn't about my sex. It was about helping other people realize a fantasy. It was about the first sex party I ever threw. And you'll be able to hear that when Positively Sex is released in October, beginning of October. I will be one of the first episodes. So watch for that because I'm going to be telling a story on a Spotify podcast. What? (laughs) I was going to spend some time with the mother of Kate Horowitz, who is my friend who was starting the subscription box I was helping with. But she had an emergency. She had to go take care of her remaining daughter who had a, who legally died for seven minutes. What 
is going on, universe? And she had to fly to Seattle to be with her because she was in the ICU. So I changed my flight. I came home early and um, came home to a weird, empty house and got back to my life. And here I am, settling back in, knowing that things need to change, but still not sure what the change should be. Have you written me to tell me what the change should be? I'm waiting for you to tell me. It's good to be home. It's good to be back to podcasting. And yeah, being around 3,000 people and then getting back to just running into five people in the grocery store, that is some weird shit right there. I love learning more about my body and my health. And that's why I love Everly Well. Everly Well's at-home lab tests can give you more clarity, confidence, and well-being with their over 30 at-home lab tests. You get physician-reviewed results and personalized insights so you can take action on your health and wellness, all at an affordable and transparent cost. I've done both the food sensitivity and metabolism test. It was simple and easy, plus I did it from the comfort of home. And if pleasure is a priority in your life, your sexual health should also be top of mind. Getting tested regularly and knowing your STI status protects you and your partners, and you can discreetly test at home with Everly Well. Everly Well ships your at-home lab test straight to you with everything needed for a simple sample collection. You use the prepaid shipping label and mail your test back to a certified lab. In just days, your physician-reviewed results and actionable insights are sent to your device. And you can share the results with your primary care physician to help guide your next steps. Everlywell's food sensitivity, metabolism, sleep and stress, and thyroid are just a few of the many options. And their STI test discreetly allows for you to test for seven types of STIs, all from the privacy of your own home. Everlywell also has high quality vitamins and supplements to support your overall health. Choose from a variety of options, including vitamin D3 and omega-3 fish oil. And for listeners of the Body Storytelling Podcast, Everlywell is offering a special discount of 20% off an in-home lab test at everlywell.com slash Dixie. When you know more, you can do more. What if you could use science to discover more about your body? Find out what you need for a healthier tomorrow with Everlywell. Go to everlywell.com slash Dixie for 20% off your at-home lab test. Well, it's about time to return to live shows. So let me tell you about the shows that are coming soon for body storytelling. On Sunday, September 25th, after the Folsom Street Fair, body storytelling is an official Folsom Street Fair event. That's right, after you attend the fair and you walk around and you dance and you sweat and your leather gets all stinky, come to the Verity Club. If you can't be in San Francisco and you can't attend in person, it'll be live streamed, so get your live stream tickets as soon as possible. And on October 15th, we finally return to Seattle. I have just confirmed a couple of storytellers who have magnificent stories. They are flying in from Denver and Portland. 
And both of those shows are going to be sponsored by Doghouse Leathers. So the prizes for Bango are going to be pretty great. There's a link to those tickets in the show notes. And join us in person if you can in San Francisco or in Seattle or get live stream tickets. This will be our first time trying to live stream in Seattle. Cross your fingers. We're hiring professionals for this. We'd love to be able to live stream all our shows going forward. Get your tickets now. Hey listeners, this is Nicoletta Heidegger, therapist, sexologist, and host of the podcast Sluts and Scholars. I am here to invite you and a partner or lover to join me on September 24th and 25th for a two-day partner-based retreat at a private seaside ranch in Malibu. You can find all the details and tickets at thepleasureconnection.eventbrite.com. This retreat is designed for partners wishing to enhance pleasure in the bedroom and beyond, and it is specifically created for folks who are struggling to start or restart the conversation around sex, intimacy, and desire. No experience required, just willingness for more. I'm hosting with two other pleasure experts, the canisexual Ashley Manta, as well as renowned behavioral therapist Lisa Reeder. We know that most of us are not taught how to have great sex, but practice makes pleasure. Come join us to learn the skills to enhance pleasure and intimacy in your relationship. Only 14 couples will be invited, so come secure your spot today at thepleasureconnection.eventbrite.com. Discounted rate is available for the first three couples only, or find details on Instagram at Sluts and Scholars. That's thepleasureconnection.eventbrite.com. Thepleasureconnection.eventbrite.com. Hope to see you there. Are you ready for a story? Well, Back in February, we celebrated 15 years. And one of the first things I do before I send out the contest to decide who is going to be best of body, because y'all decide who best of body is. You tell me who the best is. But I know who you're going to say. She wins every single time. So I always contact Milena Williams-Haas to say, it's that time of year again. You live across the country, or you're probably in another country because she is a globetrotter. And I say, any chance you can be in San Francisco for the big anniversary show? This year, she decided to fly in, and it was our big anniversary. 15 years. Who ever thought we'd make it to 15 years? So I asked her if she'd like to tell at the early show and the best body show. The story you're about to hear was at the 7 p.m. show, the early show, because she has so many stories. It was such a great evening, and it was so good to see my old friend again. Body was in its early days. It had just started when Milena showed up at our small little event in an art gallery, and we were her start on personal narrative storytelling. I'd just discovered it. I'd never heard of the moth. She'd never heard of it. She got up and fell in love with it. And that was her first foray into it. She credits body is where she got her start. And whenever I can get her on my stage, (laughs) I'm thrilled at the opportunity. But it's pretty hard when she travels globally all the time. Right now, I believe she's across the planet performing in an opera that her spouse Meister has written. And we don't get her very often. It doesn't happen every single year, but we got her for the 15-year anniversary, and I was thrilled about it. So let me tell you about this week's storyteller. Larger than life, fat as hell, whip smart and smart about whips, 
Malena Lee Williams Haas, aka the perverted negress, aka Mo, aka Pony Oracle, but that is a longer tale, is a performer, storyteller, BDS slash kink slash leather slash alternative lifestyle educatrix, executive pervert, librettist, and muse. She is beloved by and in service to her spousemeister, legendary contemporary music composer Georg Frederick Haas. Milena is an outspoken foot soldier in the fight against bigotry and ignorance and a thought leader in the world of power exchange dynamics. And hey, she's been sober since 2007 and has a hard-on for living life fully and unabashedly. Learn more at milena.com or on her new podcast, All That and Mo. This storyteller is Milena Lee Williams Haas. Thank you, you're all on TikTok now. <laughs> uh, before I start my story, so don't start timing, Q, I need to do a public service announcement. Get your ass up here, please. Hi, my name is Melina Lee Williams Haas. Uh, I've been around in the King community for about 25, 26 years. This is Q. I've only been around in the King community about, oh shit. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, just in case it's not clear, I'm not Q. Q's not me. Know your Negroes, folks. Thank you, baby. Second public service announcement. March 14th, 07 is my 15th soberversary. When is the exact date of body storytelling starting? Uh, February 12th. Okay. So, because I was at the Butterfly Palace or something, right? Or the, was it this little jellyfish, the Butterfly Palace, jellyfish gallery, or whatever. So my first body storytelling was before I got sober. So that's kind of amazing. Any of you remember alt.com? So back in the day, I actually worked for alt.com for a while. Um, and at one point, I had decided that I was going to take an alt.com-fueled tour of Europe. What this meant was that I had a ticket to enter Europe and a ticket to exit Europe, and in between was completely free. So I landed in England, and I was like, what should I do, kinky people? And they'd be like, come to this party, come to this thing. It was amazing, it was delightful. There was a gentleman I was corresponding with, his name was Vidar, and he was from Oslo, Norway. <laughs> he was like an actual Viking, you guys. <laughs> And he would send me these emails that were so blunt and coarse and uncouth and not savvy, and I just ate them up with both fucking hands. <laughs> and so when I was in, I think I was in Amsterdam at an internet cafe, typing away in alt.com saying, where should I go next? And he wrote back and said, come to Oslo. That was it, that was his whole... <laughs> That was his whole game, and I was like, um, okay, fine. So I bought a ticket on, like, Ryanair. 
I somehow made it to Norway alive. <laughs> I got off the plane, and this was back in the day when you could actually meet people like at the gates at airports. Remember that? So I get off the plane, and there's a six-foot-four bald with like little bristling fuzz of red fuzz on his hair, huge, like piercing-ass blue eyes, like covered in ink, leather black pants, and he's just staring at me, and he's like, "Molina." And I'm like, <laughs> we go to his house. He lives in a four-story. This shit is—I don't even know what's happening in Norway, but this house was like built haunted. <laughs> and for some reason, the bathroom is in the basement. First floor is just, it, it, dude, it was so fucking nuts. And it's like the house when you walk in, it's just like creaking. The whole place is just like alive. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I jokingly is like, is your house haunted? He's like, this is Norway. That's supposed to mean something. I don't know what the fuck it meant. So, we drop off my luggage and go shopping for food. This is how he goes food shopping. Have you eaten X? No. Boom! It goes in the cart. Moose? No. Boom! In the cart. Wild pig? No. Boom! In the cart. Young deer? No. Boom! In the cart. And I'm like, wait. So you're basically lining me up to meet Babe and Bullwinkle? And Bambi for supper. <laughs> Who are they? <laughs> On the way back to his house after we've gone shopping, I feel that little sort of uncomfortable thing when your vagina's like, "Oh, you thought you were gonna get laid tonight?" <laughs> It's like fucking The Shining. And I get out of the car, and there's that. If you are a person with a uterus, you've probably been in a situation where you're bleeding. It's an awkward moment. You're trying to figure out at what point do you say to the person, "I have a surgical theater happening below my waist. I need some help." I thought I could make it back to the house, and it would be okay. But the second I got out of the house, you know that thing where your vagina's like, "I got this. I got this." Ha! <laughs> Psych. No, I don't. And it's just like boom, 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 boom. And I turn to him, and I'm like. Um, is the only bathroom in the basement? Cause I and he's like, yes.、Yeah. So I run downstairs. I'm just I'm trying to clean myself up. It's someone else's bathroom. I'm trying not to drip blood everywhere. It's super awkward. I'm hyperventilating. He comes and just walks in the fucking bathroom. And I'm like, what? He goes. It sounded like you had a problem. He looks at me, grabs a towel, hands it to me, walks out, and I'm like, "Okay, I guess that's permission for me to bleed all over your towel." Why? Thank you. So now I'm like, "Well, you know, plans kibosh, whatever." But then he makes me dinner, and it's very nice. Then he starts feeding me booze because at the time I still drank, and I'm like, "Yay, lovely! Let's have a drink." And he pours me this, I don't know, sludge, and I sniff it, and I'm like, "What is this? What is this?" And he's like,、uh, "Salted black licorice liqueur." And I'm like, you, you can have it. He's like, you will drink it. Guess I'll be drinking that. 
We're chatting. We have dinner. He puts on some music. What do you like to listen to? I'm like, play me some of your fine. No, I was like, oh, wait a second. One of my favorite composers is Norwegian, Edvard Grieg. Except that's not really romantic. He walks over to his record player, pulls out a stack of records, and slacks on Ace's Death. <laughs> Now, if you don't know, Ace's Death starts off about like. So I'm sitting there, like, kind of in tears. I'm like, "Do you think this is like really where you want to go?" And he's like, "Yes." <laughs> ooh, I was like, "Ooh, we're in the big leagues now." <laughs> he starts making the move, Viking style. So there's hair pulling happening. I don't mind. And then I'm trying to figure out at what point do I tell him I'm bleeding like a stuck pig. As I keep thinking, what point to say it? Like shit keeps happening, and so now we're like on the floor rolling around, and now we're headed towards his bedroom. And I'm like, Vidar, hold on. I know we're gonna fool around. Maybe we can do other stuff. Maybe I could just like give you a little job or something. But I'm bleeding a lot, and I have no tampons. And he's like, This is not my problem. Meanwhile, he has picked me up and thrown me down on the bed. I am not small. I am magnificent, but not small. And so, for those of you who have magnificence, magnificence on the scale that I have, you know that probably people picking you up and throwing you around—not every day. So I'm a little bit at a loss, at a disadvantage, and I'm still sort of weakly struggling, like. Um, maybe you should get a towel or something. And he looks at me and says, "Why?" And I'm like, <laughs> not knowing why I'm so turned on, but I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. So he starts pulling the fucking sheets off the bed and like spreads my legs with one hand, grabs a condom with the other, puts out his cigarette while he's rolling the condom on his dick with the other hand, and I'm just like, what the? No wonder they conquered the fucking planet. If you have a problem with blood, sir, I apologize. Cover your ears. He ran up in me so hard and so fast it squirted out, and I had an orgasm. So that helped more to squirt out. And meanwhile, I'm still in that girl. Ashamed of her own body mindset, where I'm like trying to turn off the lights, I'm trying to turn over, I'm trying to hold it in, and he's just like slapping my hands away, has his hand around my neck finally, and it's just like hold still, hold still, and I'm like, <laughs> passed out. I look down, he is covered in blood. 
both hands covered in blood. While he is fucking me, he flips me over, right? So now he's got me by the hair, fucking from behind, reaches over to grab his cigarette and keeps smoking. And I'm just like, <laughs> as I see his hand go past my face with the cigarette, I see his fingers are covered in dried blood, my blood. And I came again. I don't know. I don't. After about three or four bouts, he finally like went to take a break. And I'm laying there and I'm like, oh my God, this is, I never understood that I could enjoy my body at any given moment, especially bleeding, like just celebrating my pussy and the blood and like what it does and it's super amazing and I'm laying there just breathing and I look up and above my head is a handprint. from where this bastard had braced himself as he was fucking the shit out of me. And I was like, you know what? Respect, new respect for Vikings. And new appreciation for how much fun you can have while you're bleeding.
Bloody and Tender, the very first custom song that Rachel Lark ever wrote for body storytelling. We miss you, Lark. You know, there wouldn't even be a body podcast if not for the people who support us on Patreon. And I want to keep making this podcast, guys. Become a member of our Patreon now, and you can ensure that the podcast never goes away. That I can keep finding these stories and recording them and sharing them with you. You know why I call myself a sexual folklorist? Folklore is the ways and the stories of a people. Society has decided that some stories are not proper enough, and it's been that way for a long time. But I love the secret stories, the ones saved for a select audience like me and you. And I wanted to collect them, those true stories told by the person that it happened to. So I started this live show And then people clamored for it to be a podcast so that they could hear these stories wherever they wanted, whenever they wanted to listen to them, with their earbuds in, at work, on their commute. And nobody would know but them. If you're not a Patreon supporter yet, it's really easy to sign up. Just go to patreon.com slash body and select the tier and rewards you want. Joining now means you want this life-changing mission of self-love, knowledge, and empathy to continue, and you're helping us to flourish and grow. Thanks for listening, and go to patreon.com slash body right now to become a member. Well, you made it all the way to the end of the podcast, so you must like it. And if you like it, why don't you write us a review? We got a brand new review a couple of weeks ago, and it said, you know what? I love the Dixie Ramble. It's so real. So I'd love to have a review about what you like about the Body Storytelling Podcast. Please subscribe. Please tell your friends about it. Give us stars if you feel like it. It makes a huge difference for us. And I'd also like to thank the people who make this podcast possible. Thank you to David Grossoff, Mosa Maxwell-Smith, Donald Mooney, Ruben Tan, Joe Moore, and podcast producer Roman Den Haldeker. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie Delatour. This has been episode 240 of the Body Storytelling Podcast. Thanks for listening. Oh,